curious George, the curious little monkey. Curiosity can be a wonderful emotion. As happy as can be. Without curiosity and a touch of determination, humans may have never left Africa hundreds of thousands of years ago to spread across to the furthest reaches of our planet. I'm a firm believer that everything is connected. Now, I don't mean this in the mystical sense. I mean this in the there's nothing new under the sun kind of way. For instance, right now, you're probably listening to this show either in your car, your phone, or maybe on your laptop. Whichever way it may be, there's a 100% chance that you are listening to us digitally. This is because right now, humans are in the midst of the digital age. Nearly everything we watch, listen to, or snap a photo of is done digitally. Hell, even the way we interact with other humans, you know, those same humans whose ancestors travel across oceans and hollowed out tree trunks, is done digitally. So how do we store all this data? And how did we get here? To explain this, let's draw a parallel to the family tree of primates. The order primates includes prosimians, monkeys, apes, and humans. So if we're looking at this from a pretentious perspective, we may view humans at the top of this order with prosimians like lemurs and tarsiers at the bottom. The equivalent to this from a data storage standpoint would be the one terabyte hard drive in your laptop representing humans and magnetic tape representing prosimians. In the middle is where you might find monkeys like macaques and baboons being represented by floppy disks or even tapes, and apes like chimps and gorillas representing CD-ROMs and DVDs. Genetically speaking, the difference between prosimians, monkeys, apes, and humans is tiny. In the case of chimpanzees and humans, we share a 98% similar genetic makeup, but that 2% represents a massive difference from an intelligence standpoint of both species. Your genes contain the data that make you who you are, much in the same way that data on a computer can be combined to form an image. Data is stored through a series of zeros and ones called binary. To oversimplify, basically the one means on and the zero means off. The order in which these zeros and ones are placed creates your image. DNA works in a similar way. DNA is a long organic molecule made of four base chemicals, adenine, guanine, cytosine, and thymine, also known as AGCT. A single of these four chemicals form a gene. And just like binary, a gene can be either turned on or off. Whether or not your gene is turned on or off is the difference between you listening to this show in your car or listening to this show while swinging from tree to tree by your feet. Quick side note, if you listened to our last episode, you'll remember that we dove into how the first human contracted HIV. Our genetic makeup being so similar to chimps is what allowed the virus to transmit to humans so easily. Now back to data. Kind of. You may have heard someone say, Then we were evolved from monkeys. Why we still got monkeys? It's too much open here. I just believe that. This is a misconception. You see, humans didn't evolve from monkeys or any other primate. What they do have is a common ancestor that all primates split off from millions of years ago. Some of those species survived like orangutans or humans, and some of them went extinct like Neanderthals or my personal favorite, the Gigantopithecus. And the same thing has happened over the lifetime of data storage. Floppy disks, with the exception of a few outliers, are extinct, and cassette tapes are on the endangered species list. But what if I told you a form of data storage from nearly 300 years ago was still alive and well today, and that you've probably used this form of data storage within the past few months? In 1725, a textile worker from Lyon, France, named Basile Bouchon, created a way to control a loom with perforated paper. Just like binary code, 
The holes in the perforated paper represented ones, while the blank spots represented zeros. The order in which these holes were aligned stored the information that created the patterns on the textiles. Bastille Bouchon's creation eventually gave way to the Jacquard machine, and this was the prototype that eventually led to Scantrons, voting ballots, and the lottery tickets you fill in with a pencil. Now, this may not be the most efficient way of storing data. So we take Florida away from George W. Bush. Hell, monkeys still like to fling their own sh people at zoos. But Scantrons and monkeys have both found a niche that they can thrive in, and this is why they still both exist in a world with more evolved creatures and technology. Now, this won't always be the case. Essentially, everything works on a series of ones and zeros. If you're a one, you exist. And if you're a zero, then you don't. Essentially, you've been deleted. Nobody can answer for certain what happens when you've been deleted from life. But what about your files? Where do they go when they've been deleted? What makes this question interesting for us to cover is not only the fact that you, the listener, voted for this question, but how it came about in the first place. When we started this podcast, the first thing we did was invite those close to us who we thought would have an interest. Now, regardless if it was meant as a joke or a genuine question, a friend of the podcast immediately accepted our invitation and asked about recovering some photos she recently lost on her iPhone. Hey, that's our fault for calling the show the There's No Such Thing as a Dumb Question podcast. You're probably not surprised to hear that when a file is deleted, it isn't immediately discarded. You wouldn't be listening to this episode if it was as simple as that. And specialized skills like computer forensics wouldn't exist. Let me break it down for you with no techno babble and just the facts. Data is fundamentally just complex sequences of zeros and ones as Shane mentioned earlier. This is also known as binary. These strings of binary are stored on your hard drive in what are called blocks of data. Your computer, being the smart one in the relationship, takes those strings or blocks of data and recompiles them for you when accessed in a manner that is human readable. So your computer's job is to keep track of these blocks of data in what is essentially a map. in the computer. They're in the computer? Yeah, they're definitely in there. I just don't know how When you hit the trash button on a file, you're essentially giving your computer the permission to eliminate a portion of the map that references the file you're trying to delete. The data itself remains intact, but your operating system now has permission to override it with new blocks of information as needed. This is why after a file is deleted, you can use specialized software in short order to restore the information. This is the reason forensics exist and why there are countless cases involving the retrieval of information that was once thought to be destroyed on computer systems. Neat, right? Or maybe you're thinking, this doesn't affect me, why should I care? Well, have you ever sold a used computer, phone, or maybe you sent off for recycling? Get the picture? Hang around, I'll explain in a moment how you can essentially sanitize your system to prevent your personal information from falling into the wrong hands. Think about it though. Today we're not storing as much information on our phones or computers anymore. Instead, we're uploading our precious moments to social media, sending photos to potential mates in risque positions, spewing every thought that comes to mind on social media, sending private messages with your deepest, darkest secrets to those you assume you can trust. Is this a good idea? Surely this couldn't come back to bite us. There is growing fallout tonight over the hacking scandal at Ashley Madison. Avid Life Media created three sites. 
One disguised as a dating site for married individuals to find others who were willing to hook up. Another for well-off men and women looking to connect with others looking for sugar daddies or sugar mamas. Lastly, one site for older women to find young men. These are still in operation and are known as Ashley Madison, Established Men, and Cougar Life. A hacker group known as Impact Team did not appear to take to this too kindly, and in July 2015, threatened to release data on Avid Life's media's 37 million subscribers. But why? Was Impact Team taking some high moral stance against Avid Life Media's properties? Nope. It was over 20 bucks. Now that may not sound like a lot and even come off as ridiculous, but of course there's more to the spiderweb. ALM offered a service to its subscribers who wished to purge their accounts, and this service came with a $20 fee. I don't know about you, but that sounds like extortion. Impact Team's beef was that they believed this claim to be false, and that in fact, much of the data was not being deleted as promised, and in fact, was still very identifiable while creating a feed that was nearly full profit for ALM. Impact Team demanded ALM dismantle its site and false claims. Demands weren't met, and sure enough, Impact Team exposed all the data they had scrapped back in July on August 2015. Time's up. Well, there are new developments in the hack attack on adultery website Ashley Madison from the hack of millions. 15,000 leaked emails were reportedly from government emails. Turns accounts. out they weren't wrong, and the slew of false claims was no small feat. At the time of release, 185,948 accounts were marked as deleted. And although some of the data was deleted, not all of it was gone. Nicknames, cities, GPS coordinates, birth dates, ethnicity, weight, height, and partial email addresses were all available and remained unpurged. You would think this company would have folded or have been sued out of existence. Somehow they're still in business, for now. There are still pending appeals and class action lawsuits. Why would anyone continue trying to use this site is beyond me especially after it was revealed that 90 to 95% of the users were male. It was also exposed that ALM used bots and fake profiles to keep men interested. Essentially, it's a bunch of lonely, horny dudes talking to each other or robots. If you keep charging me like this, I may overheat. So now we know that the files never really go anywhere. They're just buried in the backyard in a sense. It can really be summed up with that old phrase, out of sight, out of mind. While the files are overwritten with new information, they can still be recovered. Well, found might actually be a better word here since the files are never really destroyed or removed from the hard drive. When files are deleted, they're lined up to be overwritten. When that happens, the path that your computer's operating system uses to access the file is lost. The file itself is still on the hard drive, but you can't see it, so it's like it's not there anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. After a while, our memories get buried in a similar way. It can be hard to remember specific things that happened to us a year ago, but it's almost impossible to remember any day beyond that where nothing memorable happened. Our memories are based on our ability to associate different elements of each specific memory with each other. As time goes on, we associate these elements with different things until the strength of the original association is so badly diminished that we nearly lose access to it. This is why we forget how to do things that we once did every day. 
It's also the reason the smell of stale popcorn can make us think of a specific trip to the movies. It's not that the lost memory has been extracted from our mind somehow. We simply no longer associate it with anything. When you forget how to get to a building across town, that building doesn't cease to exist. When you delete files, you're really just making your computer forget that they exist. It's kind of like blocking an ex on Facebook and choosing to not associate yourself with them. But much like that herpes they gave you, it's always there. While the deleted files themselves aren't easily destroyed, the data storage devices can be, but often aren't. These devices have a physical body that stores information, just as humans and all other animals do. When we die, our bodies are broken down in one way or another and become a part of the earth, but our memories are lost. Unlike humans, the materials used to make the electronics that store our files do not break down so easily. When you throw out that old laptop or smartphone, your files lay dormant even after the device itself has died. How many times have you seen someone in a zombie movie or on The Walking Dead get killed but their brains weren't damaged? You knew they were coming back even if the characters didn't. The corpse is lying there while characters aren't paying attention and the audience waits, expecting them to reanimate and come back to bite someone. You watch and think, that could never happen to me. I would know better. I would make sure they're dead. Zombie land rule number two. Double tap. But this could happen to you. Well, not the zombie part, but your supposedly deleted files and dead devices could absolutely come back and bite you. Partly because we take the same out of sight, out of mind approach with our old laptops and smartphones and act as if throwing something in the trash means it will be loaded onto a rocket and fired into the sun, never to be seen again. But that's not the case. That old phone, that broken laptop, those pictures you had, they're simply sent away. But sent away where? Where do deleted files go? Well, physically, places like Ghana. 1.6 kilometers square, just 10 minutes drive from the center of Accra, the Ghanaian capital. Every month, tons of old electrical equipment arrive here from the US and Europe. Men, women, and children pick it over, searching for scrap metals that can then be resold. A few years back, PBS and Frontline covered exactly this in a great segment called Ghana Digital Dumping Ground. Many electronics have very small amounts of gold. It's an efficient conductor that doesn't corrode as easily as other metals. With most smartphone users updating their device every two years, this practice won't be slowing down anytime soon. And thanks to the growth and popularity of online banking, social media, digital communication, and technological advances of the smartphone industry, there's no shortage of personal information to be salvaged. Most of the cell phones and laptops that are sent to places like Ghana are sent there through a loophole where trash can be considered donations. This is an interpretation of one man's trash as another man's treasure that even the Wishmaster would cringe at. So I wouldn't write off those used batteries on your taxes just yet. So you see, the moral of the story is, if you put it on the internet, it lives forever. Unless you take preliminary steps to prevent exposure of your information, regardless of the level of sensitivity. As mentioned earlier, here are some steps you can take to prevent your data from being snatched up on eBay or from a recycling center. On your phone, enable encryption. This one is easy. Using a good six digit pin on iPhones or Androids will for the most part help enable encryption by default. Sounds complex, but it's extremely easy. For Windows, enable a feature called BitLocker. Give it a password and you're set. 
Similarly, for Mac OS, enable a feature called File Vault. Set a password and you're set. When it comes time to selling or recycling your hardware, it's just a matter of running the built-in reset function. This is smart enough to wipe your device and destroy the encryption keys created by BitLocker, FileVault, or your iPhone itself, or even on Android, leaving you with unrecoverable random data. Check the show notes for more specific links, but for now, make sure when given the option to encrypt, always choose yes. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to learn more about zombie chimps in Ghana who cheat on their wives. Beware the Walking Dead files, and remember, there's no such thing as a dumb question. (laughs) 